Welcome to episode 96 on the Live Blissed Out podcast. Did you know that 72% of entrepreneurs are directly or indirectly affected by mental health issues compared to just 48% of non-entrepreneurs? That's according to a study by the National Institute of Mental Health. 49% of entrepreneurs deal with mental health issues directly, while only 32% of others experience them. Hello, Action Taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. Our time is our most valuable resource, and in today's fast-paced society, it is all too easy to lose track of it in pursuit of our endless to-dos. In this episode, Vanessa Zami shares better ways that business owners can be more efficient and effective so they hustle while breathing while optimizing the synergy between their life and business. She's a business expert, keynote speaker, and best-selling author of Finish, the solopreneur's guide to getting stuff done. Vanessa is dedicated to helping full-time employees transition to entrepreneurship, time freedom, and financial freedom by growing their business while employed. Since starting her business while employed in 2019, Vanessa was able to peacefully and calmly leave her six-figure day job in early 2021 and never look back. Her motto, keep it simple, then keep it moving, Vanessa has been featured in Fast Company, NPR Marketplace, and on the 2021 Women to Watch list by the Women in Business Club. Her background includes a management science and engineering degree from Stanford University and strategic leadership roles at Fortune 500 companies. In the side business formula, she teaches efficient and effective productivity marketing sales and mindset strategies to ambitious purpose-led entrepreneurs. You can check out more information on the community and business knowledge at thesidebusinessformula.com. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so am I. What are our listeners going to get out of our conversation? You know, a really important topic to me is essentially how solopreneurs can achieve time freedom. So I look forward to essentially covering just steps to help solopreneurs achieve that time freedom. And my specialty, as you mentioned, right, is working with those who are doing the day job and the business. And so here's the thing, even as a full-time entrepreneur, though, full-time solopreneur, if you're probably listening to this full-time, you know that you also need some time freedom too. So we are going to be going into it because time is our most valuable resource and it's also easy to lose track of it. Better ways that ambitious, purpose-led business owners can be more efficient and effective in their business. So you can, what I like to say, hustle while breathing and optimizing the synergy between your life and business. You know, I love this conversation. And the reason being is solopreneurs tend to be on a limited budget. They don't have a lot of money to invest. So the one thing they do want to invest is time. But it's really funny because even though they feel like they can invest time, they get caught up in the minutia of all the things that have to happen to keep their business going, that they end up not having the time that they thought they would. And in fact, they work longer hours and harder than they ever have before. That is so true. And the fact is that it's just not necessary. A big part of what I do is getting solopreneurs and getting entrepreneurs just to really take a step back 
and fix how it is that they're doing, what it is that they need to do. Because a lot of them, the state that you talked about where they are spending all this time staying up until 2 a.m. and I go to sleep, I just speaking to someone the other day, she was like, oh, I go to sleep at 3 a.m. Then I wake up at 5. And I was like, wait, what? Like literally she has a health coach. She has a mindset coach and she still does this and she still defined their odds. Part of that is because there's this belief or feeling that, you know, if she doesn't work this time, it's just not going to happen. She's not alone. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially in those like stages of growing, they also feel that same sort of need to just be all the way up all the time. But the fact is that that's actually not necessary. And not only is it not necessary, but a lot of entrepreneurs then they get stuck in this cycle of busy being busy. The analogy I like to give is a jogging place because I'm a runner, so to speak. A lot of entrepreneurs, they end up just jogging in place in that, you know, they're doing all the work and they're sweating and they're dehydrated and they're they're like, oh, my thighs hurt, my arms hurt and they're moving. But then you zoom out and they haven't gone anywhere. They're practically on the treadmill. They haven't really moved forward in the race. They have the same mile marker that they were when they first started. And so they're sort of jogging in place, doing things that are not really necessary, but that they feel like is necessary because they're seeing all the things that other people are doing. And it's just, unfortunately, the sad part of what's happening. There's a lot of people being busy, being busy, and doing things that aren't as efficient as they should be. How do our listeners overcome that? Somebody right now who's a solopreneur and saying to themselves, you know what? She's describing me right now. This is how I feel, but I don't know how to get out of this mess that I'm in. I feel like every time I'm aware of it, I can't seem to get out of it or fix the problem. So what are some things they can start to do? Yes. And so I would say I have like a three R model and then I also have some like, I call it life and it's space time principles. Really when it comes down to it is three options that solopreneurs have at this stage. And this is for any part of their business. I work with my clients when it comes to marketing, sales, finances, and operations. And so when it comes to any part of that business, there are three things you can do. And the way that I came up with this VR model is because while I was doing my business while doing my day job, I was smooth sailing for a couple of months. And then I got into a space where I was stuck in this whole imposter syndrome. But then that lasted like a month or two because then I shifted into shiny object syndrome, which is essentially when you just see all the things and you're just like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, oh, you tried this one thing for like a week. It's not working. You tried this other thing for another week. Going just from shiny object to shiny object. So I was stuck in that realm. So six months of that. And I was like, wait a second. I was in shiny object syndrome. Oh, no. I'm doing that, which I tell my clients not to do. OMG. But anyway, so then I came up with the PR model because... It combines what I do in terms of helping my clients with strategy and problem solving, but also with the productivity and time management pieces of how do you efficiently get stuff done. When it comes to the 3R model, we're looking at the first R is reset. The second R is looking at refine. And then the third R is on reproduce. And so what do I mean by that? So reset is essentially a three-step framework that helps solopreneurs and my clients maximize focus. And what reset is about is essentially what it's called, reset. And it's a very important step where I recommend clients, especially at the stage where you're still moving on up in business. So you're still in that phase where you haven't gotten to six figures yet. You haven't gotten a smooth sailing yet in terms of a clear outline plan. And the fact of the matter is when people are telling you to do a 90-day thing or one-year thing, it just doesn't work because you are new in business. And so you are naturally going to have to ebb and flow until something finally hits and you can be consistent with that thing. But the trick is that to avoid shiny object syndrome, is that you want to ensure that every new thing that you try, you give it enough time and energy that it needs to be successful, right? Or to at least have a chance to be successful. So reset is the idea that essentially every month, every 30-day period, and then also every quarter, you are looking at what is working in your business, what is not working in your business, and what needs to be tweaked so that it can be worked. 
And so there's a lot of entrepreneurs in that shiny object. It's like, okay, I want to get to 100K in six months. And then you do a course, you release it. Two weeks later, it doesn't go. You're like, oh, I'm not hitting my numbers. I'm not at 100K yet. The strategy must not be working. Let me do something else. And it's like, you need to give the plan and the strategy actual time. It's not that the strategy is not working. It could just be where it is that you're putting your marketing. What is it that you're talking to? What is it that you're saying? Tweaks that can be made in the larger plan and strategy that you're using. Forcing people to say, what is it that's working? Really looking in and diving deep into marketing, sales, finances, and operations and looking at what is working because that's what you want to keep. In this shiny object syndrome situation, people do two things. They either do too much or they don't give it enough time to succeed. So what I mean by that is that they'll see all these tools that everybody's using and they'll go, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. And they're like juggling different things. It's like throwing darts and saying, I'm just going to throw as many darts and see what lands. And the thing is, nothing lands because you don't really give it enough time to either work and you're not focused enough on one thing to really figure out how that works in your situation. And so you're not giving yourself a fair chance. Basically, you're setting yourself up to fail to begin with, right? That's true. And that's why the reset is sort of a way, it's like a non-emotional way for you to look at, okay, 30 days have happened in the past 30 days. What is working? What is not working? Some strategies you might need 60 days for. Like, for example, I was doing one thing where I was like posting in a certain group or something like that, right? And when it comes to algorithms, it takes a, a couple of weeks of consistency. So I gave that, okay, 60 days. Let me see what happens after 60 days. And so that's what I did when I was like in the beginning of my business. And so really using reset to maximize your focus and optimize what is it that's actually working and making sure that you're keeping that instead of like removing it and canceling everything and doing a whole nother business. How do you know how long to give it? Because some people hang on for too long and some people quit too early. So is there like a barometer or something that tells us, okay, it's a 30-day cycle, it's a 60-day cycle. What should we be looking for so we know that we're giving it a decent shot? And this is where the art comes in when it comes to business strategy. For everything, it's at least 30 days of consistency. So it's not, oh, it's July 1st, I'm going to start posting consistently. So you posted July 1st to July 4th, and you came back July 20th, and you decided to post for the last week. Literally like 30 days of consistency, where you were like, okay, every week in July, I'm going to post three times. And so every week you posted three times. And at the end of the 30 days, you see what happens. Or you say, every week I'm going to go to like three networking events. And so you do that consistently every single week for four weeks, and you see, okay, is that working? What is not working about it? Is there something I can tweak about it? And that's where the art comes in, in terms of being a business owner and being a decision maker. And a lot of what I do with my clients is like, okay, so now we have this data and what is it that's actually not working? Especially, I do it for myself too, <laughs> right? So, but essentially it's like, you have the science and now it's like, what is the science telling you? And what are you willing to accept when it comes to what the science is telling you? And what are you willing to let go? If you use social media to share your message, you are a content creator. Despite their best efforts, Many women content creators struggle with achieving the results they strive for. If you are asking questions like, why am I not further along in my journey? What am I missing? Is this as good as it gets? Then Ace Your Virtual Business is the community for you. We are a virtual business focus group for women centered upon action, community, and effectiveness. Join us for exclusive offers and weekly live conversations that address your challenges and receive the encouragement, accountability, and support you need to succeed in the virtual business world. To get started now, visit aceyourvirtualbusiness.podia.com. Basically, what you're saying is measure performance, and then you can determine for yourself, okay, this is a total disaster. I'm not even going to pursue it any further. 
versus, you know, it looks like there's some promise to this thing. Maybe I should just keep going a little longer. Yes. And it's about essentially having the right metrics in the beginning that you are tracking. And so like, for example, I want one client working with her and she does a lot more Instagram for her business. And so at the time she had about 2000 followers or so on Instagram. And she was like, see, I get a lot of engagement on my posts and I get a lot of comments. And I'm like, yes, but what about the sales? So it's also like having the right metrics for success. And so let's say your goal is to increase your following in Instagram, then okay. How many followers did you have in July 1st? You use the strategy. How many followers do you have in July 30th? But then let's say your thing is to get more sales. Your metric that you want to use is sales. Then you're questioning to ask yourself, after those 30 days, did it help to improve your sales more than it did the past couple of days? And sometimes for some things, it takes like the last week for it to hit. And you can get a sense of that momentum as you're doing it. And then you decide, okay, maybe I give it another 30 days. And now I'm getting the hang of it. Let me give it another 30 days. You then assess after those 60 days. But essentially, it's like using the 30-day mark as a way for you to still be nimble as a business, because you are a startup, so you do want to be nimble, but you don't want to be shiny object nimble. So you still want to stay focused, but you also want to ensure that you are adjusting and adapting so that you can continue to optimize your business the way that you need to until you get into a space where you're like, okay, I have a running, well-oiled machine, and now I'm good to go. So the next R is refined. So what I say refined is really about how People are like plans for success in any season, any pandemic, any political, social, economic turmoil. It's just an easy, simple way for you to define clear strategic priorities in your marketing and sales. And so refine is sort of the higher level strategy of, I call it the business model diagram. And this I came up with for myself when I'm seeing all these different things. People tell me to do all these many different things. But when it comes down to it, what is the funnel? The funnel is the process through which someone knows nothing about you to the process through which they finally decide to pay you for something. And so then I looked at, okay, what are the four parts of that? Prospects, leads, clients slash customers, if you are a product-based business, and then the retention of those clients and customers. So those four parts. When you're evaluating what's working, what's not working, using the pillars of the prospects, leads, clients, slash customers, and the retention to look at, okay, what are the ways in which I'm reaching out to people and making them prospects? How are people finding out about me as a prospect? Then the lead is then how are they raising their hand and how am I nurturing them? The client slash customer is then what are they actually buying? What am I offering to them? What are they selling? And then the retention is how am I getting them to essentially buy again and follow up? Now, the issue that happens a lot with solopreneurs is that out the gate in the prospect stage, in terms of how people become aware of them, they'll say, okay, I'm on 10 million different social media platforms. And I also do these five other million things. And I'm also doing XYZ ABC. So their prospect is a whole list of 20 things. And it's like what you mentioned earlier, right, where they're essentially diluting their time and energy and diluting their focus when it comes to their business. So that's where the mistake really happens is that prospect and lead stage. And also, even in the client to customer stage, in terms of the products that people are offering, people are trying to be Amazon on day one. And it's like, listen, Amazon started out with just books for many years, okay? Like they didn't start out with like books and electronics and movies and no, they started out with just books. So every part of that stage of the funnel, the big mistake that a lot of solopreneurs are making is that they're trying to do 15 million things at every single part of that funnel. And what you really need to do is when you're thinking about what your strategy is for that month or for that quarter, or for that year, why well, startup you want to do really just month and quarter. The year will shape itself out. But really for that quarter is looking at what am I going to focus on in terms of the avenues on how people are going to become aware of me. That's prospect. Then the leads, how will I nurture people? And then the client says, customer, what is that product I'm focused on? That one product. If you're less than 100K in sales in your business, you need to focus on one product. What is that one product that I'm going to focus on selling to people? Retention is important. 
And it will come, but essentially, I like to say, depending on the person's business and depending on their lifestyle, you know, retention may or may not be a huge priority. That's totally fine because that can wait. But you definitely want to ensure that your prospects, your leads, and your clients and customers, you are refined in what it is that you're doing to each of them. And right now in my business, I'm at a different stage. And so it's referrals, Facebook ads, and then speaking gigs, including podcasts and workshops. Those are the three main avenues through which people are becoming aware of me. But back when I had my day job and I was like doing all things, I was in the beginning, it was just networking. That was the strategy. The end. There were no ads. I tried to do ads when I was shiny object syndrome. Then I realized that I didn't have enough focus to make the ads work. So I didn't do that. But essentially, it's like looking at what can you handle in terms of how people find out about you for your business and then the lead process, how you nurturing them. Like for me, I didn't have an email list until like year three of my business. But people can tell me doing emails, right? But for me, it was like, okay, I can post stuff. So that's how I nurture people. They follow me on social media, they'll get those messages on social media. And I'll capture people's emails and I'll email them periodically, but it wasn't like a formal structure as like what it is now where it's like a sequence, three times a week, people get business tips, it's like a whole situation. But that's what Refine is about, is that business model diagram. So the last step, Reproduce is for that solopreneur. Let's say you're busy being busy. Now here's the thing. There's a stage in entrepreneurship in your business where you may be ready for Reproduce. This stage means that you're at a point where you've looked at resetting stuff. You're like, Vanessa, I'm focused. You're like, Vanessa, I have looked at my business model diagram and I am clear on the process through which people are finding out about me and to the process through which they then buy my product. It is all clear. I have all the avenues that I'm using are working, but yet I'm still stressed out and overwhelmed. At that point, it is time for you to grow a team. It is time for you to then consider delegating to others and becoming an effective leader and CEO. So that's what reproduce is about. And reproduce then become a matter of, I tell my clients, especially do like a time audit. At that stage, do a time audit. Look at what it is that you are spending your time on. And at the end of the 14 days, really look at, okay, then what can you outsource? What do you feel comfortable delegating? How much do you have to pay someone, right? Because <laughs> that also depends on the level as well, too. So that's essentially reproduce is that sort of everything else works, but you're still overwhelmed, then it's time for you to stretch yourself out. I noticed with solopreneurs, that's a tough thing for them because many of them are controlling people. Like they really want to have their hand in the pot during every process. And they're now used to it because they've created all these systems and it's now their baby. They get emotional about it. So now you're telling them, well, I got to look to see who can help me with this situation. And that usually is a tough thing for solopreneurs to figure out. Yes, it is time for you to become an entrepreneur. It's time for you to go from solo to entrepreneur. <laughs> And to spread yourself because that is how you become more efficient and effective in your business. Like I had one client where she's also doing like a full-time job, mother of two young kids in preschool, but then was also growing her digital marketing consultant. While working with me in four months, her sales kept growing 30% each month. And I was like, all right, so now you got more clients to deal with. So you can quit your job or you can outsource. So then she decided, okay, you know what? I'm not ready to quit the job. So I'm going to outsource. Like, okay, let's find you an intern. And let's say she decided to even quit her job. At some point in time, she's going to keep on growing. So then at some point in time, she's going to have to outsource. If you want your business to be the way that you want it to be for the listeners who are listening, you at some point will need to think about spreading yourself and spreading your time and energy. And not only that, but think about it in terms of you want to be in a space where you can go on vacation and your business is still operating. You know, there's that saying, work on your business versus in your business. That's key look more globally and see how your business can succeed, not necessarily with you in it. I completely agree. My whole big thing is really getting people to be more efficient so they can be more effective. Increase your efficiency to increase your productivity to then increase your profitability when it comes to your business. Vanessa, how do people get a hold of you and learn more about how you can help them? 
I'm really avid on Facebook and LinkedIn. Vanessa Zami, I'm very easy to find. I have a Facebook community as well, too, that people can sign up for across Skyrocket Your Side Business with Vanessa Zami. So if you head to vzami.com, five letters, V, then my last name, Z-A-M as in money, Y.com, you're welcome to check that out. And you're also welcome to visit my website, your visions, catalyst with the S, dot com. And you'll be able to find all the resources that I have, including a nifty side business formula to help you be more efficient in your marketing and your time. It's all sidebusinessformula.com, as well as additional information. If you are interested in getting yourself to go from busy to productive, and you're ready for that support and help, then by all means, let's get you a clear path forward. You can schedule time at power.vzami.com. That's power.vzami.com. Thank you so much, Vanessa. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Vanessa Zami for joining us on the show. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.